You are listening to the weekly podcast of Bethlehem Temple Church in Middletown, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. chapter, I'm sorry, to verse 41 through 44. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go, show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. But I want you to notice one thing. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up, and he looked, and he said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea. 
like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And I'm going to go ahead and read verse 45 also. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a little rain, a, 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 just a bare minimum. There was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Father, in the name of Jesus, the sweetest name we know. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you are in our presence right now. Lord, we thank you for the prayers. We thank you for the worship songs. Lord, we just thank you for the gathering of your people one more time into your house. And Lord, as we look on the news, as we hear the reports of what's going on in this world, one thing we are surely, surely, surely can rest in the fact that you are still in control. No matter what we see, Lord, we understand, Lord, that all things are working together for our good because we love you, Lord, and we are called according to your purpose. Lord, as I minister this morning, I recognize that I am just a vessel, but Lord, I ask you, Lord, to give me clarity of speech. Take Ellen out of the way, Lord. Let your word come forth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 The topic of the message today is the power of prayer. Amen. The power of prayer. Yes. As I look around, I see the women in their pink this morning in observance of Cancer Awareness Month. I think we need to acknowledge and give God some praise because we have some survivors today because of prayers that went up for our God. If you are a survivor right now, I need you to stand up on your feet. We're going to thank God. If you are a survivor or you are a member of a family who has survived cancer, stand up on your feet because we know God is a good God. God is a good God. There is power, power in prayer. That's how we're in prayer. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is so good. And I find no fault in him whatsoever. As I'm standing here this morning, I'm thinking, I have to give this praise to God because when you think about the goodness of God, and sometimes we take the goodness of God for granted, and those of us who are sitting here this morning, I know we have prayed for our children. We are praying for our grandchildren. I thank the Lord because I think of my granddaughter, Jayla, how when her mom took her to the doctor, the doctor said that she had cancer. But thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The report came back. A good report. To God be the glory. To God be the on Wednesday. A lot of you know that our oldest son, he lives in the city of Chicago, and he's been there for a while. And 
One thing I need to tell you about this city, there's a lot of carjacking going on in that city. And not only are they just taking the cars, but people have lost their lives in the process. In fact, I've been looking at the latest statistics, and over the past, this year alone, this year alone, there have been over 21,000 car jackings in that city. Over 21,000. And when my son called me Wednesday morning, he said, Mom, you're not gonna believe this. And I said, what, honey? He said, this morning at 5.10 a.m., I was going to get my car charged. He just got a brand new car. He said, I was going to get my car charged. Right before work, he said, I know I, know I should have done it last night when I got off from work, but I got busy. So he said he's sitting in his car and he is charging his vehicle. No other cars are out there. A dark Chevy vehicle pulled up in the area he was at. And the windows were so dark, you could not see inside the car. Then he said, he didn't pay any attention to it. He thought maybe possibly they were getting their cars, their car charged also. But then the vehicle pulled up in front of him and would not allow him to move. So he said, mom, I didn't know what to do. If I ran, he said, in this city, they're packing all the time. If I ran, I, that's a possibility I could get shot. He said, Mom, I didn't know what to do. But the power of prayer. He said, he's, you know, he was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. But he was praying. Do you know that whoever was in that car put it in the drive and they drove off? They drove off. that I read this morning. It's about the prophet Elijah. And the reason why I love Elijah, and I'm gonna explain to you in a moment, but Elijah means Jehovah is my God. His nickname is the praying prophet. Elijah, let me give you a little background. Elijah comes, is introduced in the book of 1 Kings in chapter 17. And during that time, there was so much adultery going on. The people had turned their backs against God. And instead of worshiping Jehovah, the true God, they were worshiping the idol God, Baal. And God sent Elijah to warn the people of their wicked ways. Now, you may say, well, why is Elijah relative to us today? All right, and I have an answer. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 17, James says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. That's right, that's right. Elijah was just a man. 
yet God used him to do many mighty miracles. The Bible reflects and records that he suffered for some of the human weaknesses that we do. He became hungry, afraid, discouraged. He had low self-esteem and wanted to die. In fact, in 1 Kings chapter 20, it talks about he was so depressed, he wanted his life to end. Have you ever been like that? When you felt like the world was against you, you felt like there was no hope? That's how Elijah felt. He felt like there was no hope. But as we are listening to the word of God today, statistics says that for every six people that are listening to this message today, one or more out of those six people are experiencing what Elijah was going through. Right. They are experiencing depression. They're experiencing discouragement. Yes. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent. They don't know if they're going to be homeless tomorrow. They don't know where, how they're going to feed their kids. People are living in times where they feel like there is no hope. But I'm here to tell you this morning, there is power in prayer. In St. Luke chapter 4, verse 26, it tells us, But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the day of Elias, when the heaven was shut up, for three years and six months, yes, yes. with great famine was throughout the land. Now, it's very important that I explain to you what a famine. A famine does not mean the absence of something, but there's a shortage of something. Yes. Not the absence, but a shortage. Some of us are in a famine. All right. It's a phantom that, Lord, I'm sure I don't feel like I have enough faith to go on. All right. You feel like, Lord, I don't have enough faith for the healing of my body. Lord, I've been praying, I've been praying, and I've been praying, and Lord, I haven't got an answer regarding my wayward kids. I haven't gotten an answer regarding my job. I haven't gotten an answer regarding the finances in my but God is saying to us this morning, there is power in yes. prayer. Yes. Maybe you are experiencing a, fan, a phantom in your life, but I'm here to tell you that Elijah has shown us that there is power yes. in oh. the word of God. And he has also given us the process, and there is a process, to survive a phantom in four critical steps. And I'm gonna go through this with you. First of all, how to survive your phantom. Okay. You, for, you want to accept God's direction for your life through prayer. All right. All right. You may say, well, uh, Sister Ellen, what are you talking about? Well, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses three through four, it talks about how God told Elijah during the famine that you need to go by a brook and you sit there, there you go. and I'm going to take care of you. And we all know the story that 
to feed Elijah by the ravens. Yes, yes, by the ravens. Yes, and it says that when the ravens were coming and providing him with food twice a day, it is estimated that the ravens provided him with over 2,000 meals during that drought. See, what we don't understand is many times we will question God when he's trying to work something out in our lives. You may see, because the question is, why would he use the raven? But in the word of God, he says he's going to take care of the ravens. And if he could take care of the ravens, can he not take care of us? Ravens are known as birds that will take, not give. And what Isaiah, Elijah wants us to understand this morning is when God is doing something in your life, don't question how he does it. Many times we already have in our minds how we want God to work things out in our lives. We need to put aside what we say because our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. We need to follow what he has directed us yes, to do. Yes, yes. If Elijah had not been went to the brook upon God's direction, he could have starved. Yes. But because he obeyed God, God took care of him. I told you there is power in prayer. Brothers and sisters, right now, whatever you're going through, remember, God has your back. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't care what you're going through. You have to trust God and his word. When you think about Elijah and how God was providing his food and his everything that he needed during that time, it was his prayers. It was his prayers. And the Bible tells us in Psalms chapter 37, verse 19, in times of this disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. I don't care what kind of famine you in, God promise he's going to give plenty to you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to think about what other people are saying. you got to trust God's word. Because Romans 8, 28 tells us, and we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We got to trust God. Number two, if you want to get out of that famine and get and just be able to survive, you have to help someone else in prayer. You have to help someone else. Many times when we're going through our tests and our trials, all we can think about is me, 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 That's me, me. But God is trying to encourage us this morning. We need to reach out and touch someone else. Because in touching someone else, God's going to bless us. When he ran, when the brook went dry and there was no more water, no more water, he had to move. And he went to the widow. And the widow told Elijah, I just have enough flour and oil for my son and I to have one more meal, and then I'm going to die. But because of this woman's faith and the power of prayer, not only did she have enough to get her, her son, 
and Elijah through the famine, but she had enough to spare. Yeah. That just shows you that God said in his word, I will supply all your needs according to the riches in heaven. So he helped her and she was able to bless him. Yes. Isn't that how God works? Yes. The word of God tells us in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and who waters will himself be watered. In uh, 19, verse 19, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17 says, whoever is kind to the poor lives to the Lord right, and he right. will be rewarded and he rewards them that have done so. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. My husband and I can attest and, and give God praise for this. As we ministered to, uh, in the Hope House, there have been times when we have invited the men here and we have told them, look, after church, we're going to take you out to dinner. And I remember we were sitting in Old Charlie Restaurant ordering our food. And as we were sitting there, we were encouraging him and talking about the Lord. So when the server came with the bill, the homeless man, you get this? The man that was at the Hope House and was homeless, didn't have a vehicle, he told the server, I'm going to take care of their meal. Won't God do it? Won't he do it? So this is, a, this is an encouragement to you. Whatever you are going through, take your focus off of you and see how you can help someone else. Because in doing so, God is going to bless you. That is his word. I challenge you to do that because God will keep his promises. And also, last but not least, in Proverbs 22, verse 9, it says, the generous will themselves be blessed. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. Be generous, yeah. for they share their food with the poor. Start, if you want to be blessed, start blessing others more. That's the truth. Because the word of God says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And I'm a firm believer of that. I remember we, my husband, as you could tell, my husband and I eat out a lot. We was at Bonefish, okay, we were at Bonefish restaurant. And again, we had ordered our meal and we were just having a good conversation. And so the waiter came up to us, the server, and he said, uh, you don't have to pay for your meal today. And we looked at him and we're saying, what? He said, I'm taking care of your meal. That's how good God is. God is good. Number three, focus on God's promises in prayer. Yes, yes, yes. Focus yes. on God's promises in prayer. Yes. The Word of God tells us that the drought had lasted three years, six months. And in Saint, uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, the Word of God tells us after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. All right. I will send rain on the, on the land. So when Elijah went up to the mountain, he, told, he was sitting there and he was praying. 
And he told his servant, now I want you to go up and tell me what you see. So he went up and he came back with the report, I don't see anything. That's right. Elijah sent him back for the seventh time. Yes. Each time before that, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. But on the seventh time, he said, I saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. Now, this is the part where I have to thank God. The other day, I was looking at, I don't know what kind of program. It was on YouTube, how clouds are made. And when I started looking at that, I thought, God, you are so good. How many of you remember in physical science how clouds are made? Do I have anyone remember? I, I sort of forgot how clouds were made. But the point God showed me was even when the servant went to see if there was a cloud, God was doing a work even though he didn't see it. What I learned from this video was clouds are made or formed from water evaporating from the earth. You don't see it because it's invisible. Now think about this. For three and a half years, there was no rain. But when he went, I believe in my spirit, when he went the first time, he couldn't see it, but God was working it out. Sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see the results instantly. But the beautiful thing about this lesson, about this scripture is he's never stopped praying. And God wants us to understand sometimes we miss out on our blessing because we stop at prayer number six. We stop at prayer number six. We get discouraged. We think God's not going to do anything, so we start praying. But God said, you have to be persistent in your prayer. No matter how far it takes, you've got to be persistent. Because how many times have we missed our blessing? Because we stopped praying because we felt like God wasn't doing anything. Stop stopping on sin. You keep on praying. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you feel. I don't care what other people are telling you. Don't stop on sin. You keep praying. You keep trusting God because God has made a promise to you,
But God. But God. But God. Because even though when his servant went up there, he came back with the report, I see nothing. St. Luke tells me in chapter 1, verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Sometimes we get in our uh, get in a state where we feel like, Lord, I've been praying and praying and praying. But one of the things we have to understand is sometimes what we're praying for is what God knows will take us down the wrong path. That's right. Many times, God, you're asking God to fix this situation. You're asking God to do this or do that. But sometimes the prayer isn't for God to change the situation. The prayer is for God to change you. That's right. It's not what he's doing. He's trying to work something in each and every one of us. Because God knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you need. And I thank God that he did not give me everything that I pray for. That's right. Do I have any witnesses today? Some of us would not be sitting here right now if God gave us some of the prayers we pray. Some of us have prayed for people in our lives thinking this is the one. And God said, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's going to be a disaster. And years later, you recognize he was a bum. I could have married that bum. But God. But God, some of you had prayed for a job and it didn't come forth. But years later, you find out that the company went bankrupt. The company went out of business. There goes your retirement, your pension, but God. So you understand, what we have to understand is God protects us from ourselves. He does. Because sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But God protects us from ourselves. The fourth point I want to make is this. God is not finished with you yet. He's not finished with you yet. And this is shown when Elijah received a message from Queen Jezebel. Jezebel. You remember how Queen Jezebel, how evil she was? Because she told Isaiah, because after Isaiah had destroyed all of her prophets, she was was out to kill him. He ran. He was under the tree. And he was depressed. He's thinking this wicked woman is Uh going to take my life. Uh Lord, what am I going to do? But the angel, listen to this, the angel of the Lord came to Elijah. And and what's so powerful about this, too, is the fact that Elijah had just called down fire from heaven. That's right. Okay, now think about this. He had just called down fire from heaven and destroyed all of Jezebel's evil prophets. Elijah had just prayed for the rain to come. And not only did it come, it was abundance rain. Great rain. But now, after those two wonderful miracles, 
He's ready to die. He's ready to die because this wicked woman said, I'm after you. But brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. I don't care what people say. I don't care what Satan places in your mind. The word of God says, no weapon form against you is going to prosper. So when he was laying down, an angel came to him and the angel touched him and the angel says, get up and eat. Elijah looked around and by his head there was a cake that has been baked for him to eat. Many times when we're praying, God is trying to give us directions of what we need to do in order to get out of our family. But sometimes we feel so sorry for ourselves. We'd rather cry and and like, oh, woe is me, because I've been guilty of that. Woe is me. But God is saying, get up. God is telling us to get up. God is not a genie where you just rub a bottle and he's just going to appear and do whatever you need him to do. There are times when we got to get up and do something. We got to pray. We got to seek his direction. And we got to say, Lord, what do you have me to do? And because of that, that gives us encouragement. Because God is not finished with us yet. I don't care what you're going through this morning. I don't care how discouraged you are. I don't care how depressed you are. I don't care what you think Uh isn't going to happen. God is not finished with you yet. (laughs) He's not finished. And I thank God. We have to be persistent in praying for God's guidance. Mark tells us, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have it and receive it and it's yours. James tells us in five, chapter 5, verse 16, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. How many believe that this morning? The word, of, yes. the word of God tells us rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How many believe that? Hallelujah. Throughout the word of God, we have seen the power of prayer. When Hezekiah prayed, God extended his life. When Moses prayed, God provided for the children of Israel as they were born through the wilderness. When Peter was in prison, the saints of God were praying, and the angel appeared, and he was set free. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the power of prayer. We have women here who are celebrating being cancer-free. God answers prayers. God is encouraging us this morning. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Because the day may be the
answers your prayers. Don't stop praying. Stop looking at your situation and focus on him. Because God is a prayer answering God. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. Don't stop praying. God is going to turn every setback into a blessing. Many times we look at the things that we're going through that God, why is me? Am I cursed? But no, anything that we're going through, God is saying, I'm being for than you. I'm trying to make you ready for me when I come back. So don't look at the fact that I'm going through, but look at the tests and trials as opportunity to get closer to God. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer. I'm a firm believer. Prayer changes things. Do I have any witnesses? Are there any witnesses? Prayer changes things. You can ask God to change the situation, but more importantly, ask God to change you. Change you. Brothers and sisters, if you don't remember anything else from this message this morning, remember, there is power. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.